0: hello the initiated my name is marcus yunicola and this is the be a better artist podcast in this episode we're going to talk about complaining and this is a topic i know a lot about because i've done a ton of complaining in my life and if you've been watching this podcast for any amount of time you can probably guess that i'm not a big fan of complaining unfortunately complaining has dug and tangled its roots deep into our behavior, into our culture even. Many people take it as a normal part of what it is to think, what it is to speak, what it is to behave. For a lot of people, it's absolutely normalized. And in my experience and estimation, the most charitable view that I can actually give complaining is venting. Just getting the initial steam out, letting the pressure out, letting everything even out and then taking a more constructive approach. And preferably, I would recommend you do that on your own, in your own privacy, without mixing other people in that process. The reason I recommend that is as soon as we enter the social landscape, that's when the potential dark becomes far greater. Because we may attempt to solve the issue that we're complaining about by outsourcing it to the social landscape. It's far easier to stand behind a statement or an idea when you have another person backing you up, or a group of people. You paint the opposite side, probably in the worst possible light, and probably you paint yourself in the most advantageous light as well. And instead of trying to solve this issue, fix this problem from a first principles standpoint you try and get the group on your side confirming the points and perspectives that you want to be true and you want to emphasize which gives you confirmation and validation that you are correct and this other party is wrong and this is indeed one of the most common pitfalls one of the most common traps that people fall into and it's one of the worst ones one of the darkest ones to find yourself in And again, it's because you're not connecting yourself with the truth as comprehensively and honestly as possible. You're selecting certain views that support your weaknesses and mitigate the strengths in the opposition. And a lot of people grab this tool as a first aid kit. As soon as any kind of issues any kind of discomfort comes your way people pick this up and try and outsource it to their social landscape so that they're gonna say the things you want to hear they're gonna enforce your point of view and again i want to be very clear about this i'm not saying that when shit happens when shit hits the fan when you go through difficult times in life when somebody does something nasty or inconsiderate or malicious to you. Obviously you should have a group of people that you can go to and talk to them about this issue. And certainly you should be able to explore and talk about the things that have happened. And yes, when emotions are high, certainly in the initial phases of confronting this thing, some steam might have to be let out. You want to have some emotional support. You want to have a shoulder that you can lean against But you wanna be very mindful of the boundary of talking about a topic, exploring about a topic, being critical about a topic versus complaining. Because apart from that initial depressurization, the leveling of emotions, letting steam out, apart from that, complaining doesn't do anything to help your situation. Because fundamentally what complaining is, is that you're expressing dissatisfaction or annoyance about something it's the expression of an emotional response and unfortunately a lot of people stay in that phase because they have anxiety regarding actually doing something about the issue it's so easy to find yourself in that state of disagreeing with what happened you're dissatisfied or annoyed about what transpired but not transitioning into a phase where you begin to do something about it that's only going to dig you deeper and deeper into the hole that you're already in so yes spend your initial moment in there processing the emotions do that with a good friend who understands and understands that you need to let out some steam and say fuck me dude that's shit but let's spend as little time in this phase as possible If you have to process this emotion, do it, that's fine. I'm here for you for that. But also as your friend from this detached position, I can see that you excessively spending time being frustrated and annoyed by this situation does you no good. And I understand you're still emotional, but to make your life actually improve, to better the situation, I want to see you or us do something about it. probably one of the worst things about complaining is that it can seep into all different areas in our life it's not just the big stuff but it's also the small stuff it can go into every tiny little detail in your day-to-day life and again i know a lot about this because i've spent a lot of time and energy complaining about slight annoyances and i still do and in fact i bring this topic up today Because I'm getting annoyed by the fact that I'm complaining way too much. And most importantly, I'm dissatisfied by how complaining has become a part of my initial response system to even slight annoyances. And I'm really dissatisfied by this because it can drain so much energy and time out of you. And I realize that not only can I not continue my life like this I do not want to spend my life like this getting annoyed getting frustrated complaining about all minor inconveniences that I absolutely would not care about at all if I just took a step back and detached from that immediate situation and looked at my life as a whole and thought about the things that I actually care about and none of these minor inconveniences matter at that scale at all. So do I want to be spending energy and time and focus complaining about these things, just dragging me down, taking my energy down, taking my focus away from the things that I actually want to do? And most importantly, is that the kind of a person I want to be? Is that the kind of character or the lack of it that I want to build? Is that the kind of a person I want to be during this life that, as far as I know, is a unique opportunity? So I don't want any part of it. And again, I understand that I'm not a robot and that I'm a human being and I make mistakes and I do get frustrated. I do complain about things, but can I better myself? Absolutely. Can I take a big chunk out of that complaining and improve my life 20%, 40%, 60%? I think absolutely so. And the reason I think that is because I've actually done it before. So. As we've mentioned many times on this podcast before, I like to take on these 180 degree shifts in my life. And what that means is I take a look at an assumption that I have. I look at that and think, what would happen if I did the exact opposite of this process? What if I tested the complete 180 degree version of the behavior that I'm doing right now? And I understand that I'm perhaps more eccentric and extreme at these kind of things than many people are. But just because that's the case, doesn't mean there isn't any utility for you. And if you integrate a 10% version of that or a 20 or a 60% version of that, certainly there can be a lot of utility, uh, for you, no matter who you are. So with this approach, with this mindset, I did an experiment where I completely tried to clamp down my complaining. And the last time i did this successfully was probably maybe around five years ago and i did that for many many months in a row and the results of that were fantastic and as a result of this experiment i became more and more convinced of the fact that this is a skill this is entirely trainable and once you've deployed it for long enough you can absolutely see drastic improvements in your mood in your behavior and in your character. And it was stunning how much real estate, emotional real estate, and willpower real estate I could open up by not spending time getting annoyed or frustrated with every single minor inconvenience that you go through in life. Now, what's important to also understand about this is that your physical and mental well being absolutely plays a factor in how easily you get annoyed if your sleep is suffering if your nutrition is suffering if your social personal life is suffering every single aspect that degrades in these areas is going to make you more irritated it's going to make you more flammable it's going to make you more turbulent so you do want to absolutely make sure that your sleep is as good as it possibly can be you want to be well fed you want to eat good nutrition and certainly a big factor is your social life and also i would throw in your personal finances in there because it's kind of hard to be very calm and zen when you have extreme financial pressure bearing down upon you if all of these things are in a not so good state for you right now i think it's unreasonable to expect that you're going to find yourself drastically decreasing your amount of irritation. And how much you complain you need to take some actionable steps to improve the condition of each of these areas and they do absolutely interplay and intermingle fantastically we all know what it's like to lay in bed and stress about finances or a relationship issue that you have may that be you know romantic or job related and that makes you lose sleep and when you lose sleep you tend to eat worse So this thing can easily spiral out of control and get worse and worse and worse. The best thing we can do is tackle small things one at a time and build upon that momentum. There's always something we can do no matter how small and minute it may seem. Take small tiny chunks at a time and try and build momentum from those tiny successes. Now, I'm not saying you can't be successful by doing a complete 180 and try and shut it down as often as possible. People are different. We do things differently. I would strongly overall recommend starting with the practical. Do some actionable steps in your life that improves the quality of your life. And you're going to find that you have a bigger emotional reserve and focus reserve to utilize. But assuming you've done that to a sufficient degree if you want to test out this 180 approach of completely clamping down on complaining what's absolutely essential here is focus you need to be able to catch yourself complaining because often it is the case that we don't even notice if it's deeply habitual if it's deeply ingrained in how we think, how we talk, how we behave. And this often unfortunately is the case. We tend to be so ingrained in our behavior that we forget the ability of observing ourselves, our thoughts, our behaviors, our words, that it just becomes this big gray mush and we can't separate what we're doing from who and what we are. So the very first step is to begin to observe your behaviors, your words, your thoughts, your actions and to do this you need to build a new habit a habit of observing yourself and listening to yourself and through that it's easy to catch whenever you are indeed complaining about something now in terms of how to do this there are a number of ways and in fact it's probably better if you study some of the techniques that we can utilize when it comes to habit building but at the core of it is that you need reminders now there are a number of ways of doing this, you could for example set alarms or notifications that come at you throughout the day, reminding you to observe your thoughts or listen to yourself if you're complaining. In fact many of these techniques are kind of similar to building the skill of lucid dreaming, because you're building this internal behavior of stopping in the middle of a day to assess your situation. And when you want to lucid dream, one of the strategies is to stop yourself throughout the day to observe what's happening. And if you're dreaming, this can mean that you actually stop to assess whether things around you are a dream or not. But in a very similar way, you want to set up these reminders that go with you, that are actually set up in your environment, that remind you to observe your thoughts and your words and your actions. I'm a bigger fan of the phone because most of us tend to carry that thing everywhere with us. And they also trigger precisely when you set them to trigger versus uh, visual notes and reminders that you bump into in a sort of a more random or not so absolute fashion. And attached with these reminders or notifications or alarms, you could add a cue. It could be a short exercise of you observing the things you're thinking right now or the things you thought throughout the day. That's a pretty good one because it forces you to reflect the moments from before when you might have actually been caught up in complaining and being negative. But also in addition to that, you could simply write down observe your thoughts, observe your words. You certainly want to be absolutely sharp in following what you say because what we say strengthens our beliefs when we're thinking about things it is a sort of a gray substance still still very dangerous still very belief forming but actually putting out words requires a sacrifice requires energy requires effort and also stating where you stand as an individual and even when it's not the best most refined theory that we're stating we often tend to also double down on our words and start to build all kinds of fortifications around what we've said because nobody likes their statements their beliefs their perspectives challenged unless you have trained yourself to seek that out but it tends to be the norm that we don't like that to be the case we don't want to be challenged we don't want to be excluded from the social environments that we're in and again this tends to be another example of when we go out into the social group seeking for approval and validation and confirmation we seek for the strength from the group instead of going out and finding new better ideas and perspectives but yes set up notifications so that you can begin to observe your thoughts, your words, and your actions. And through this, you can actually begin to observe and assess what it is that you're saying and doing, instead of simply regurgitating the things you've been doing for so long to get the emotional support that you feel like you need from complaining. And this is important to also understand about why we complain, because you might ask yourself, well, if complaining is so bad, Why do so many people do it? Certainly, it's a part of normal behavior, how you talk, how you think. And this is where I would explore the dark side aspect of complaining. Again, going back to some Star Wars wisdom, the power and the allure of the dark side is that it comes so easy. You get a lot of power with very little effort. In fact, the descent into it is extremely easy and we all can take it just like that and when it comes to complaining there's a certain gratification that comes from attacking the opposition and again i'm not saying that they didn't do something wrong it's important to be able to separate these aspects from one another whether what they did was wrong or not in this theoretical absolute sense is irrelevant in the sense of you focusing on what's most useful and resourceful for you. And what's most useful and resourceful and helpful for you is to deal with the situation, learn from it, build from it, and move on. Because the longer you spend time in this emotional response phase, well, first of all, it's draining your willpower and your time But also, the longer you stay there, the longer you increase the danger of beginning to rely on these dark side aspects more and more and more. And when we attack somebody, when we shit on somebody, especially when we do it with someone else in the social landscape, you get a very quick and fast reward from shitting on somebody by saying, I was correct, they were wrong, they are a piece of shit they are morally corrupt. Whatever the other things are, the list can be very long, but there's quick and fast pleasure to be found in that angle of attack. You get to say they're a piece of shit and you get to say, I am morally just and right. And especially in that social landscape, you can get confirmation and validation for those perspectives, which can further enforce you spiraling deeper and deeper into this dark side approach but the problem with that approach is that the bad stuff doesn't go away in fact it only grows and you carry it with you even though you think you've addressed it through this complaining but essentially you become the vessel that holds the poison and from experience i hope that every single one of you spends less and less time doing that Because it absolutely does corrode you from the inside. And I'd much rather see you spend your life focusing on better things, creating things, building better character, building a better life, and also building character that allows you to wrestle with any kind of a dark situation that might come your way. And since you have the strength to deal with it, you don't have to rely on these dark side aspects to deal with it and therefore it doesn't increase its hold on you so indeed my wish for you is to spend as little time as possible complaining because maybe outside of the initial emotional venting just to get to equilibrium just to get back to a neutral balance outside of that it really doesn't do anything for you and what does do something about the issue at hand is actions something that actually you can do to deal with the issue at hand and improve the situation you're in and as a result improve your life and i do in fact recommend you try this zero tolerance diet of complaining but what's important about that is that the point isn't to be perfect because you're not going to be we're human beings we make mistakes the goal isn't to never complain ever again and if you do then you've failed this experiment that's not the point the point is to test a perspective see how you feel differently and how your life changes as a result of reducing the amount of complaining that you do and indeed that is going to be the result that you can get out of this experiment. Because if you manage to decrease the amount of complaining in your life by let's say 10%, 20%, 40%, 60%, who knows? You're absolutely going to feel the difference. You're absolutely going to notice it because the less time you spend in these frustrating, annoying, difficult positions, the better your overall mood is going to become. And what's happening is you're teaching yourself to focus on the right things or rather focus less on the things that you don't want to spend your life on which probably for a lot of us in the final assessment is complaining we want to do less and less of it because on your deathbed in these kind of critical moments in your life when you're reflecting upon your life nobody is going to say oh i wish i complained more because that made me feel better or that made the world better somehow No one's gonna say that. And I'm not saying you should spend every single second of your life thinking about the big picture because that's not possible. And that's not also where life happens. Life is both. It's the big picture and it's the small picture. You know, if I'm with my kid, I don't wanna be thinking about the big scope of my life. I just wanna be present there and play with him and be with him. And the same thing goes for working on music or being with friends or family you want to be there present and those are small scale situations just being there with somebody talking laughing playing whatever it is that you do but also i should be able to take a step back and look at my life and ask myself how is it that i want to spend this unique opportunity that we have how is it that i want to be spending my life on this earth because you can certainly distract yourself pretty much endlessly and that's certainly the case the more access you have to things, it's possible to distract yourself pretty far into life. And who knows, maybe someone can do that until their deathbed. But I promise you there's gonna be a moment when you're gonna ask yourself, what the heck did I spend this on? What the heck did I do? And who was I throughout this process? And certainly being somebody who complained about every single thing on this earth, that doesn't tend to be a thing that makes it very high on the list of who you want it to be. And I'd much rather see you spend your focus and your energy and your willpower on things that truly matter to you, whether it's your creative work, whether it's your personal life, whether it's getting the kind of experiences that you want out of life, whatever it is, I'd much rather see you spend more energy on those things. But to sort of wrap this up, I do want to reflect a bit on results that I saw during my experiment because I did significantly notice myself spending less time being annoyed, aggravated and frustrated. But not only that, I began to build character, I began to build the skill of observing my emotions and noticing the moments when I was getting wrapped up in an emotion. Maybe I was cleaning at home or doing the dishes or something fell or something dropped or someone did a slight annoyance. Maybe I was driving. This is one of the best examples for me because I don't tend to be that great at tolerating uh, what I would consider to be poor decisions uh, in traffic. That's a huge issue of mine. In fact, one of the best areas where I can train this skill. And I would suspect this is the same for a lot of people. First of all, I noticed that I had the ability to assess what I was feeling. And I realized that the behavioral response to those emotions wasn't absolute, because a lot of the time people can struggle to see the difference between the two. And this is something we've talked a lot about on this podcast. People tend to think that their emotions are absolute justifications for the behaviors that follow those emotions and that the behaviors are justified because of those emotions and that the emotions in the first place were absolutely a correct response to have to the situation at hand and that their interpretation of what that emotion was should be addressed with this specific type of behavior. And by doing this experiment, I realized that instead of triggering these certain responses in me, which I did in order to try and dissipate the negative energy. And this is often the reason we do have these complaining responses. We feel like this pent-up energy needs to be exerted outwards. And oftentimes that comes in the form of complaining or swearing or shouting at somebody. We feel like it needs to happen. And that problem is very much aggravated through doing that behavior because it strengthens the neural pathways related to that behavior and like i said it's not like those behaviors aren't without their rewards that they aren't without their paybacks and short-term good feelings those outbursts can feel good in the here and now because they give us some kind of power but the problem is in the bigger picture we keep negatively investing in the neural connections that we're building. And we're building poorer and poorer character, poorer response mechanisms to the things that are happening around us. And in a way that don't match the potential ideal version of who we'd like to be. But I realized that there is a gap in between, having a stimulus which leads to a triggering of an emotion. After that, there is a gap of choice that you can observe and you can assess. And you can ask yourself, despite this stimulus, how is it that I wanna behave in the light of it? First of all, what does it mean to me in this big scope sense, in the context of a full life? And I think a lot of people can realize in that situation that most things don't mean absolutely anything. And secondarily, and very importantly, if I follow the action that I have this behavioral impulse to do right now, What kind of a person am I becoming as a result of that? What kind of character traits am I enforcing and strengthening if I follow this behavior? And then ask yourself, do I want to be that person? And probably most likely the answer is no. And after you do this for long enough, you begin to realize that, hey, I'm not spending as much of my focus, my energy, and my willpower getting mad or frustrated or angry about All of these trivial things that don't mean anything to me. And instead, my mood is more steady, more stabilized, and my focus on the big picture of what I want to spend my attention and focus on becomes sharper and sharper and sharper. And my skin becomes thicker and thicker and thicker. So I'm not spending my life wasting my energy and focus on things that are trivial to me. Now obviously, it's important to understand what's trivial to you is not the same as it is for other people. So if you're in a relationship of any sort, again, could be romantic, could be business related in your job, it's important to understand that not everybody is going to subscribe to this approach out of the gate, nor is everybody going to be happy about seeing this difference in you. Because again, maybe that's going to remind them of something that they'd like to address, but no, they're not going to put their attention and effort into but also you should remember that just because this is something you want to enforce in your behavior it doesn't mean you should get arrogant about imposing that upon other people everybody has to walk down their own path and indeed if you do want to positively influence people around you in your life then indeed the best way to do that is by setting an example and showing them that this is indeed a way of doing it and it actually works and if somebody wants to change if somebody is ready for change then they will come to you and talk about it and ask about it and in that situation it's all right and better to be addressing or shedding some light onto these matters and indeed that's probably what's happening right now if you're listening to this if you're watching this probably means that a part of you is ready to incorporate these things or you've already mastered this skill or you've integrated this skill in your toolbox. So just because you've become vigilant about observing your thoughts, your words, your actions doesn't mean that's the state that everybody around you is ready to do or interested in doing. And I mention this because it is very easy to gain a lot of momentum from this and you can make your mind extremely sharp when it comes to this observation skill and in the attempt of trying to shape yourself into the optimal best version of you it's very easy to begin to shun those who do not do it and also as a protection mechanism for upkeeping that process you want to keep negative perspectives out of your own landscape and to a certain degree you should be protective of this process but not to the degree of losing your humanity, and not to the degree of becoming arrogant and elitist about your newfound skill. You should still develop another skill of emotional detachment, because fundamentally that's at the core of the problem. Because if you can't tolerate a different emotional state in your own sphere, then it means you lack the maturity to hold various different perspectives in the simultaneous space. And you lack the skill of facilitating other people holding different perspectives and emotional states around you. That's a whole different topic for a different video. But I thought I would mention this because from my experience, I did find it very difficult to tolerate a lot of complaining around me because I had become so vigilant against it in my own mind. And indeed, If your surroundings are extremely negative and full of complaining, and that's not something you want to be in your life. And it is very clear that there is no interest or intent of changing this around you, then absolutely. There is a time and place for assessing whether you can be around these people or not. I'm not saying that is never going to be the case because often in life, you do need to assess your surroundings and your environment and your friends, because maybe they don't want to go to the same places where you want to go. And if you can't share a path, then difficult choices do need to be made sometimes, but certainly do so through conversation, through dialogue, be very clear about your own intent and your goals and what you can tolerate and what you can't. And again, you shouldn't be arrogant or elitist or have a God complex, about these things there's a difference between honesty and knowing who and what you are and what you want to be right now versus thinking that you're the shit and you're better than everyone else again here we're assuming that you don't have a significant mental health issue at hand or even a less significant one to be fair but again yes you are gonna find yourself radically change as a result of this experiment Again, the point isn't to be perfect. There's going to be moments that get you. But what's important is that we develop a new skill of observing ourselves, our thoughts, our words, our actions, our behaviors. And through that observation, we can build those openings. We can build those gaps of having the opportunity of choice instead of simply jumping into reactionary response systems that we've built in our past. And those openings give us a chance to decide who and what we wanna be. And if you can manage that, then that's a fantastic result. And I'm making this episode as a challenge for myself to try and push myself to a similar place that I've found myself in before. And to be fair, I'd say the past couple of weeks have already been a lot better for me. I've been observing my behavior because I am genuinely, completely sick and tired of my redundant, unresourceful, and downright destructive complaining behavior because it does nothing for me. I don't personally enjoy it and it's sucking up my energy, my focus, and my time. So it's time for a shift because I do not want to continue on this path and I would be very happy to find myself in the position that I previously occupied. And it begins by setting a new focus, by reminding myself to pay attention to what I'm thinking and saying and doing. And through that, identifying the moments when I'm going down a bad path of trying to shift the blame or complaining about something instead of looking at the situation in terms of what it is that i could do to better the situation and importantly spend less time complaining about minute insignificant inconveniences and annoyances in my day because that really affects your mood fundamentally and i want to be in a better mood throughout my days and spend less focus and energy on these things that fundamentally mean nothing to me. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time. Finished.